recording and we'll start. Okay. Oh, yep. See right here is Katie. All right. So everybody, this is Bryson. If you're not familiar with him, then you're going to be tonight because, or today, or whenever you're watching this, if you're watching the replay, even, um, he's amazing. And, um, gosh, you're just such a huge help for elementary music teachers everywhere. And I've loved seeing the growth happen on your podcast and your blog and everything you're doing. And, um, yeah, just you're awesome. So there's that. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're way too kind. So my name is Bryson Tarbett. I am a pre-K through sixth grade general music educator just outside of Columbus, Ohio. I also run an online business uh, called That Music Teacher, um, primarily on Instagram. I also am the host of That, po that Music Podcast. Um, my passions in education, one of my huge passions, um, is exceptional learners in the music classroom and just in general. Um, and that is something I that kind of stumbled upon. My first year out of undergrad, I spent actually outside of the music classroom working with exceptional learners um, in some long-term substitute classified aid positions, um, which was something that I was really distraught about at the time, but it has completely changed me as an educator and I wouldn't change that time for anything. And apparently my cat's going to come say hello. So hopefully she's no. not too super obnoxious. No, it's okay. My dog is, I'm laughing because he keeps headbutting the door and <laughs> I think he thinks he can break it down and I'm like, you can't open that. But um, no, it's so great. Like that is so needed because I know that's something a lot of music teachers and you guys pick his brain on here tonight, by the way, about anything music education, but um, you're not really taught, you know, you take one class, at least I did. Is that how many, one class in college for exceptional learners. And then you're just like, it covers the gamut of everything. And then you're like, wait a minute, how am I supposed to, like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> and it's just like differentiate. Yeah. I'm like, okay, but how do I do that? Yep, like, what exactly. practical strategies for how to do that? Not just, don't just tell me to do something. Give me some strategies. Mm -hmm. And that, exactly, yeah. that's one thing that if, if I change one thing on this planet before mm -hmm. I leave, it's to make education and music education, especially at the undergraduate level, mm -hmm. better prepare our, 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 our teachers for exceptional learners. Yes, so needed. Oh my gosh. Um, you and I have had conversations around that too because of my son who is – He's so musical. So we're having the conversation now about middle school next year, which is what, but band, orchestra, choir, like, what do we do? And he, he doesn't know. He just wants to be a weatherman. So we're stuck there and trying to convince him, like, you don't just get to choose weather. You have to do classes <laughs> still. So that's the conversation we're having on uh, with my autistic sweet boy. All right, you guys. So here's how these calls typically work, Bryson, is um, basically they're just very lighthearted. We don't have a lot planned. Um, I used to kind of center like the theme of the night is this or the theme of the month. And now I just like to have them really just like talk about what's going on, ask questions, support each other. And um, I usually after these calls too, I will get, and I want you to definitely tell everybody where they can find you because you'll probably have some people reaching out to you to ask you questions after like that are watching the replay. So with that said, please do not feel pressured to talk if you do not want to. Um, but would love for you to just unmute yourself, ask questions, talk about how your week or your month, I guess. Well, how long have you been back at school now? Well, yeah, your last couple weeks have been going and then any wins you've had as well. So who would like to start us off? No pressure. No pressure. I can go Katie's first. the winner. Ashley went first, so I'll go first this time. Um, or if Lindsay wants to go. Lindsay, 
That's fine. Oh, hi. I was just eating dinner, so. Um, all right. Uh, well, I just started a new job like two weeks ago. Um, and it's my first full-time job, so that's exciting. Um, and I'm also teaching band for the first time, which is a little bit challenging because I'm a strings person. Um, and I didn't major in music education. It's something that I did as like an alternative teaching route after graduating. So that's a little bit of a struggle, um, but it's still fun. It's It's been good, but so any any tips there, like any good resources would be great. I already bought a lot of books, but any like online resources would be great. Um, but yeah, when I guess is just that the, the new school is hybrid. So the class sizes are really small, which is great because, you know, we have a ton of instruments. Um, so I've been able to do ukuleles and orf instruments and the kids have been having fun and especially this year, it's, you know, it's tough. So it's nice to just see them uh, enjoying music. So mm -hmm. that's my Yay. What type of school are, are you at? A, are, are you, did you say you're teaching K-12 or you're doing what? Okay. What grades are you doing band with? Um, band is fifth and sixth grade. Did you say that? I'm sorry. I was. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> like, yeah. sorry. Um, okay. Generally it's pre-K through six, but because of the full hybrid thing, I'm just doing second and third grade this trimester. Okay. And then fourth through sixth grade next trimester. Okay. Well, Bryson, I know one of your strong suits is also speaking to first year teachers. So <laughs> why don't you, why don't we just start there and any encouragement you can give Lindsay about being in her first year at all <laughs> well first just like this year among any years like you're surviving that is yeah. that is thriving surviving is thriving yeah <laughs> right mm -hmm. um i don't have much experience working with the band population so i can't be much of a super helpful helpful there mm -hmm. but you so you said you're doing second and third grade now yeah and i'm also doing a um the behavioral intervention kids which is, um, yeah, so there's like three groups. There's awesome. Yeah. yeah, there's BI 1, 2, and 3, and like BI 1 is like kindergarten through second grade, BI 2 is like third through fourth, depending, and then BI 3 is like fifth to sixth grade. So that would be helpful too. I haven't really been like uh, having a super hard time with that, like not as difficult as I thought it was going to be, again, because like the class sizes are really small. Um, but the multi-grade level thing can be a little bit challenging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't have a behavior class now, but I did when I was student teaching. Um, and it was interesting because you never know what you're going to get is one of those things. Um, especially this year when there's so much changing to begin with though, you know, those kids typically don't do well with change, especially unexpected change. Um, so I think my first reaction, especially when you're doing like the multi-grade band thing is we're in kind of a nice, um, area in that point where you know our standards aren't necessarily like super 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 specific within the grades so we can kind of like kind of pick the middle ground and kind of add some expectation or add some um things that are a little lower if we need to grab anyone from below um or do some extensions mm -hmm. um but i also think it's i mean i think you've kind of you've probably gathered this for a little bit uh, in your time teaching uh realize that relationships are like everything especially with that with with um, kiddos that have a little bit more behavior issues relationships are important giving them them the um, if they need a break give them a break if they need to walk around they let them walk around like I had one student um, who was um, 
he was always just kind of standing in the corner. Like that was his thing. Like, you know what? He wasn't throwing things. That was great for him. But when it came to the concert, he was, he knew every single word of the song, all the songs. He knew all any emotions that we did. He knew exactly where everyone needed to be. Um, so I just first, just make sure that you, you're aware that they might not look like they're engaging in music the same way everyone else might be, but that doesn't mean you're missing out on them. Um, so I guess that would be my first little tidbit of information. Yeah, great. They also can't sing, which has been challenging. Oh, that is the worst. We literally, I literally just was allowed to sing for the first time like this week or last mm -hmm. week. And it, it's been special. See, Bryson, you've been on a cart. Are you still on a cart? Or how did, or has it changed? <laughs> or have you been in one of those situations where it's changed like 76 times? Like, it has <laughs> changed. It has changed three times since three time, January. Okay, well, three. First, you know, since, yeah. no, since January 1st. Oh, okay. So pretty like, much. So it's been special. So I've yeah, been on a cart okay. pushing in. Now I'm pushing in for five minutes a week and then everything else is asynchronous. It's, it's all mm. kinds of stuff. Um, but I did see that Ashley put in the chat about little kids or um, little kids rock. Little kids rock yeah. is amazing. I've not used it personally, yeah. but one of my best friends from undergrad swears by it. And just the stuff that I've looked at, it's great. So I would mm -hmm. definitely look into that. Mm -hmm. I think the previous music teacher used that because I saw a, um, like a poster that says it's that. great and it's oh, like free so yeah a lot of stuff there perfect um so for the non-singing um we've talked about this and if you're new to harmony we have talked about this and no worries if you haven't watched anything i'm not going to make you go back to back and watch hundreds of hours of videos but with the non-singing one thing that's been suggested and bryson jump in here um is not to just look at, okay, I'm going to sing today, tomorrow we're going to do instruments, the next day we're going to focus on this and this and this, but look at the concepts and objectives you're teaching and then how can you um, adapt your instruction to be able to teach those concepts even if you cannot sing with your students, correct? Is that kind of how you've been looking at it, like, I guess this school year with the non-singing thing? So yeah, that's, you know, as a Kodai, I would say I'm very Kodai influenced. So singing right. is like my jam. Um, so yeah, it was right. Yeah. Um, but I've been doing a lot of more rhythmic stuff and also kind of going more towards the building blocks, kind of more moving a little bit into the orf work world mm -hmm. um, and using whatever instruments we have, especially a lot of body percussion. Body percussion is great. Um, and what's nice about body percussion is it's really easy to transfer into using pitched percussion or unpitched percussion. Um, so it's a, it's a really good way to kind of move things along. Also, the kids get to be creative. Um, one thing that I've done, I know you're doing second, third now. This might, you know, this could work for that, but also could really work for your older kids next trimester. Um, one thing I've, I've had them create either, I've done a couple of ways where I either give them a poem or they create their poem, like in conjunction with their um, ELA class. And they have to create certain body percussion that fits within parameters so it might be like all right i want you to create three different body percussion things so what three different ways can we do it it has to be something you can do while you're saying something and then all right so you're gonna on each line you need to have or say you'll get four four different things so you one of them you're gonna repeat and you're gonna underline them a weird way or circle in a weird way and basically they're creating um body percussion that goes with their poem um and the kids love that um so that might be something that could be useful especially if you're working on um some concepts um, that could be used like on the staff. Like if you're going to take that um, and going into reading percussion instruments, that could be useful. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I was actually using your, um, that Hershey bar body percussion that you posted. And oh, the body percussion warm up. Yeah. Yeah. 
Christina. Oh, awesome. Bryson, have you heard of the Body Rondo book or have you used it? I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's so fun. And that was one, um, an activity I learned at an ORF, ORF level class. Um, one of the one of the things, but basically what I love doing, yeah, with body percussion, you add to make it easy for the kids to remember you add words and then they can read yes. it as it. Yeah. So much fun. Yes, it's so um, great. Yeah. Oh, Ashley said body percussion. Richard Phils is amazing on YouTube. Okay. So check that out. Yes. Body Rondo is so much fun. Um, anybody have any other advice for Lindsay before we move on with any other questions or anybody having anything that's going on? Um, we know the teaching situations keep changing this year. It is there. Yeah, it's just a lot. Um, anybody else have advice for Lindsay or want to go ahead and unmute and talk? Um, Katie, you were, you were going to go, do you want to just go ahead and. Sure, I can. Okay. <laughs> um, so past tomorrow will be a week. So we started last Wednesday and we are fully virtual from last Wednesday through this Friday, we're supposed supposed to be going back to our um, mess, for lack of a better word, because mm -hmm. um, we were we're doing that really illogical thing where we do every class has some virtual, some in-person kids, um, so nobody's really getting quality education on either side of things. Um, we're supposed to go back to that next Tuesday since we have Monday off, but it looks like we might not go back. They, the superintendent met with his like medical panel um, today, and then they're having a general admin meeting tomorrow morning with all the principals, and then they'll do like an all call to the district, um, which is never or rarely good information. So I'm sure that we will probably stay virtual maybe to the end of the month would be my guess because um, cases aren't any better here. Um, in fact, they're worse. Um, so I, which is kind of a bummer. Like I don't mind being virtual. I feel like I've kind of, I wouldn't say I'm a pro at it. I have figured out what works for us. Um, but with my student teacher being there, I really would like for her to go ahead and have some in-student in-student in-person student interaction I feel like she would kind of get acclimated a lot faster if we had them in person um, and I've been telling her like okay that class acted the way I thought they would or that class is completely different on zoom than they are in person um, and so it's kind of like fighting that battle of trying to get them because most classes are less engaged on zoom than they are in person mm -hmm. um, like they're all there but a lot of like cameras off and I don't ask them like if they're not comfortable turning their cameras on, we don't really have policy on that. So I let them leave their cameras off if they want, as long as they turn stuff in on canvas and, you know, acknowledge that they're sitting there, but in the chat or however they want to. Um, so it's just like, you know, nothing's ideal, but then having a student teacher and feeling like I need to give her the most ideal experience that I can in my control it's frustrating mm -hmm. not being able to do what i want with her um, and with our students because i really really love my students and i feel like she's not getting to see how great they really are because they're sitting behind a computer mm -hmm. so yeah that's right so with your student teacher have you kind of just i mean well obviously you don't need to explain to her what's going on but have you have you just kind of, I feel like 
I'm trying to figure out where I want to go with this, but I think just her learning that through experience and just through watching what you're doing, even if it's not in person, which is of course where you want to be, but just show her how you're creating lesson plans. How are you teaching virtually? How did you end up adapting lessons when this first started? Um, What could she do when she goes in person or how are you planning to transition when you are back in person? I mean, I can't imagine being a student teacher right now, first year teachers. I've told you guys, Lindsay, I mean, it's just, this is not, (laughs) if you can get through this year, you can get through anything. And I know that's like, I hate hearing those like phrases being thrown around because it is like, well, thanks. That's great. But what do I do with that? You know, like, how do I keep moving forward then? (laughs) But I don't know, Bryson, what do you, what's, what do you have any suggestions for having a student teacher during a pandemic teaching virtually like what do you do I don't know that? I'm it's just what you're saying you know like how I'm mm-hmm. I don't know how you would student teach during this but I think back yeah. to my own student teaching which clearly was in a very different frame mm-hmm. but I I think it's important for one most student teachers you're not going to know what's important until you're in the classroom so I would just say be open and be like hey I'm going to throw a bunch of information at you feel free to say you're overwhelmed and to just give them a lot of resources that they can use now some that mm-hmm. they can use use later and just some that they can file away in a box of, I don't know what to do. What should I do? Um, but I, I think also just be open with them and be like, what, what are you, what do you need? You know, what are, what are some things that you think would be helpful in this? And because I don't, no one expects you to know what, know how to have a student teacher while teaching online during a global pandemic, because we've never yeah. done that. <laughs> so right. I would just say, give yourself some grace, which I know is a very interesting phrase. Um, but just remember that, you know, this is their first time having a student teacher or being a student teacher. Mm-hmm. And whether it, you know, it's your first time teaching online, you're still, you're still going to give them a lot of important information, even when you don't think you are. Yeah. yeah. And I'm very fortunate that she and I are very like-minded um, we went to the same school. She was a freshman when I was a senior. Um, and I was telling Jessica this earlier that the music ed professor does a really great job of pairing people together who need each other when she puts student teachers in our district. And like my student teacher, she like today, I got an email that said that she sent me all of her, not like detailed lesson plans, but everything that she wanted to do during her like full-time teaching. And I was like, okay, more power to you. And then that way I can kind of, that helps me because then I know like what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. And I know where the gaps are with my kids because I'm still kind of remediating from the previous teacher who didn't teach a lot of concepts. And so I can kind of like prep them so that she has a good experience when she's teaching the lessons that she wants to teach. Mm -hmm. Um, and And I told her, I said, you know, I'll fill in the gaps where they need it before you teach, but they might fall on their face, but that's also a good life lesson is like, you know, things are going to fall apart. I told her, I taught a kindergarten class in my student teaching and it's a miracle we all walked out alive because Mm -hmm. I really thought that that was just the end of it. And I was going to have to find a different career path because it just did not work. Um, But yeah, she, she's doing really well. I feel like I've thrown a lot at her. um, But she's stuck in there and she's still coming back after a week of being with me. So yeah just yeah just keep going and give yourself grace and like bryson said like student teaching is hard in general um and i've shared this story but for those of you that are like my student teaching experience um i she did a big veterans program and i basically was her aide she's like email these veterans see if they're coming hang up these flags and i'm like hold on like 
when do I get to teach anything? You know, like it was just kind of like, but what I learned was our teaching styles were totally different. What I learned from her was what I did not want to do. Like where she would have the kids sitting at a desk. I was like, "Mm -mm, it's not. And then ironically I had desk in my classroom when I walked in because that's all they had available. Um, But anyways, I was like, get these out of here. I don't want to do this again. But yeah, just Katie, she's going to learn what not to do, what to do, what she wants to do just by observing you and watching. And just, I think having conversations with her more now than ever is what's going to help her, you know? I would agree. When I was student teaching, the things that I thought was most important were those debriefs after lessons. Like you said, you had that Mm -hmm. kindergarten lesson where everything just exploded, but those conversations (laughs) afterwards to figure out why it exploded are super helpful. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, totally. Just, yeah, be a sounding board. Um, what else? Ashley, Jennifer, do you guys have anything you want to, Ashley? Okay. Sure. Um, so this is my second year teaching. Um, our district, we've been virtual the whole school year and they released a statement before break saying we will be virtual to at least the 29th. Now in our state, it was just thrown out there. Apparently there's a push for all, all elementary schools to go back, which is because of like, it's detrimental to students learning, not coming in, which I understand. Are we ready for that yet? I don't know. But um, I know I've been talking a lot about like engaging the upper elementary. The lower, little smaller kids, it's easier to kind of treat it like normal because they'll get up and dance and do all the fun stuff. Um, this morning was pretty rough, I'll be honest. Mm. Um, like that Richard Fliz, Fils, I can't remember how to say it. Um, the body percussion stuff's great, but I have fifth grade first thing in the morning. And I'm like, all right, I expect to see all of you up and moving. This is a reflection of your grade. Like, you get a grade this quarter. This will reflect and They all just sat there or they were laying there, whichever one they were doing. Um, and so then I do a squilt and we listen to, was it Savage Love? I found the clean version, but like the so they're pop. pretty into that. It's like yeah. there's a TikTok dance with it and stuff yeah. because like, I'm really trying to find – you know, something to get them engaged and excited about music because I don't want it to, you know, be a, like a dreaded task for them. Um, but I actually had my observation today. And like after I had my fifth grade and my third grade, they're both, you know, sleepy and everything. So I'm like, oh man, how's this, <laughs> how's this going to go? And it actually went really well. So I'm super thankful Good. for that. Um, and then, you know, for my sanity, I try to do, upper elementary the same and then lower end elementary it's different I use uh the first steps curriculum so I just tweak it for the grade levels and um I had my fourth grade after lunch and I did the thing I did with fifth grade and they're all up and moving and it, you know it was great and I felt kind of dumb because at the beginning of class I can't remember I don't know how we got on the topic but we did and we were talking about, oh, I remember we were doing a body percussion activity and I'm like, okay, you got to do the moves while talking to me. We were talking about our favorite food. And I told them this story about crab legs when I went to Maryland and how my grandma was giving it to me and I didn't want to eat it and everything. And it was amazing how much their participation went up after I went on some side tangent. And I'm like, man, maybe I should (laughs) get off topic more often with these kids because what I started doing as of last week is I make an effort to say every single kid's name when they come in and I feel like that's helped lock them into the lesson a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so sorry you had a rough day. It's 
we've always said this is a safe space to be real and just you don't need to come in and be like it was great today you know it's like it's not gonna be like that every day it got better at least yeah right bryson what ideas have you been doing with your upper elementary that have worked especially during a pandemic (laughs) (laughs) so first props to you for being virtual this long i'm almost out out of ideas for stuff and we only we were virtual full virtual for three weeks and with my older kids it, it takes a lot to get them energized. And just like Katie said in the chat, fifth grade at 8 a.m. is never energetic. No. <laughs> like, <No>. um, <laughs> I've, so clearly I'm a very in-your-face kind of energetic person. So the one thing I did before um, winter break or like right before winter break is as the kids were logging on, you can go into, are you teaching on Zoom? You can go into Zoom and like click on choose video filters. And I literally gave myself a, like reindeer antlers Aww. and I would put on some music and I was just dancing with them for like a minute and a half as they were coming in and be- it was great because you had about half of them that were like yeah let's dance and half of them like oh my god he's lost his mind <laughs> he's a reindeer but, like, <laughs> but they see but they still see you being vulnerable and that yeah. I I thought that was really helpful um, um around uh September 21st I put a background up like I was on stage and I had like sunglasses on that's awesome. awesome that's awesome so, yeah that was a lot of fun Yes. When it comes to like the content I've been doing with my older kids, um, I've been, t- it's hard because like one problem I'm having right now is we finally are allowed to sing, but we have sixth graders that literally haven't sung all year and there's only like 10 of them in a class. And it's just like, it's not going to happen. Um, so I'm focusing a lot more on like the composition side of things, the, the history side of things, uh, connecting it to other things. Also, it's kind of forced me to f- use more, not the old dead white guys um, and use more, you know, diverse repertoire, but also like repertoire that they're listening to. Um, mm-hmm. One thing I did, um, they had to put it in a canvas was I, it was literally, I want you to create a slideshow on each. You're going to put five slides on Google slides. Each slide, you need to tell me one of your favorite songs, the artist, a fact about the artist and a YouTube link. And the kids loved it. I mean, there were some that was just like the ba- most basic presentation, but like some of them I'm like, you could tell that they spent a lot of time on it. Awesome. Um, and I love it because, you know, people are like, does it have to be clean? And I'm like, if it's your favorite song, it's your favorite song. We're not sharing it with anyone. Like, okay, don't, don't get me in trouble. But like, you know, <laughs> and like the kids were really, really into it. And what I've, what I've really been interested in is the kids that I really thought never hate, never like music are thriving on those kind mm-hmm. of assignments that are a little bit less of the, I need to be up and moving or up. I need to be kind of putting myself out there. So that might yeah. be something to try. Yeah. Yeah. So I hate to like beat a dead horse, but like my walking into a school in the middle of the school year with fifth graders who hadn't had a music class ever looking at me, like one of them literally looked at me and said, are you Britney Spears? They did not care about me. They didn't care about what I was trying to do. Um, My cooperating teacher for student teaching experience when I emailed her and I said, I have no instruments. What do I do? I have no resources. What do I do? She goes, get those kids singing. I know. Perfect. To tell you guys right now during COVID. And I went, no, (laughs) it's not going to work. And so it is, it is literally the best advice I can give around that. It's like Bryson said, find what works for them. It was literally, I remember one day finally going, I've tried this stuff that they say fifth graders should do. And I said, what do you guys want to learn? What music do you enjoy? Their faces, like what? She asked, like, 
And so um, Elizabeth Caldwell once said too, she said she had a student once that said, I, um, she said, what's your favorite song? And he said, I don't have a favorite song. And she walked outside one day and he was listening to music. She pulled her down and goes, well, what are you listening to? That's music. And he said, it's not music. He was equating what happened in music class with that's music that you teach, but the music I listen to outside of music class is not what she means. So it's like finding those connection points with kids, like your music you enjoy and what I'm trying to teach you is all connecting. And so maybe that's what Ashley that with the older kids is, and I'm not saying you haven't done this, but like Bryson, I love that idea. Like find your favorite musical artist and tell me about them. And then the class is like watching, they're learning about what each other enjoys. It's a great connection point in relationships. And um, I mean, gosh, there's just, you know, if they're enjoying body percussion, do more of that, like kind of like do more of what's working, you know, I mean, it is like a, a trial and error and experiment. And I know you and Ash, Ashley, you've talked before about trying certain technology and it's not like going over well with them or some of the students aren't even doing it. And it's, um, it's just about not giving up. And like Bryson, thank you for being real about being like, listen, I ran out of ideas. To, you know, it is, it's just like, what else could I do at this point? That's, you can't do that when you're in person, you know? Um, I don't know. All that to say to just encourage you that teaching virtually is no joke and you are doing a better job than you think you are. And with the sleepy head fifth graders, I don't know, fifth grade itis is real. I used to think like, that's not, no, that's no, it's real. They act like they're too cool, especially this time of year starts. And it's like, they're too cool, but keep those relationships going because your fourth graders that are going to be in fifth grade next year will remember. And then the third graders that'll be fourth graders, that'll be fifth graders. It's going to be easier to connect with them every year that you, when you start them off as babies, kindergartners, all the way to fifth grade, just keep going. Yeah. So a couple of things on that. First, Ashley, do you yeah. follow Darlene Machacona on Instagram? She's the darling teacher or the darling music teacher. She posts a something I would definitely check her out she posted a among us resource like a, a google slides music among us that she played with her kids on zoom because she's been virtual a year too I would totally check that out I looked at it and my kids are not zoom we were only for three weeks my kids don't have to zoom that much but that might be something that I, I could see your kids buying into that because among us is like the whole the big the, mm -hmm. the big deal right now um and then another thing Jessica going off of what you were saying uh, what was I gonna say goodness Oh, where are you talking about the how they're coming? <laughs> um, I've, I've really had, honestly, when it comes to like a mental health thing, I've really had to reframe um, what my expectations are this year as well. Like, I'm not trying to like say that, the, you know, my bar is super low, but honestly, my main goal this year is to keep them loving music. Mm -hmm. So next year when they're here, we can do what we really need to do. Like, am I going to get to fall this year? No way. It's not happening. One of these years it'll happen, but not this year. Um, but I, I think it's important for us to remember that, you know, we don't want to, to drill things so hard and to ruin the love of music. And then we're going to have a bunch of behavior issues next year because they don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. So that's really my, my new goal is keeping the love of music alive. And even if it means we learn less by, you know, I'm fine with that. Yeah. And you know what? I was thinking about those sleepy fifth graders and maybe if they're too, <laughs> they're being lazy and not wanting to stand up, then you say, you know what? 
grab it like you would with your little ones. <laughs> this is my favorite thing to do with older kids because they look at you like you're a jerk and you're like, it is what it is. But like, get out that piece of paper, find some crayons, and I want you to color to the music you're listening to or write down what it makes you think about. If you're already on the floor, we're going to do some music from the floor like this. Or what movement activities could you do while you're laying down? And they're like, oh, come on, Miss Hawk. But it's just like finding, like meeting them where they're at and then then you're going to notice, like, you just said, some kids will start laughing a bit, a bit. Oh, my gosh. Like, because you're kind of, like, making, not making fun of them. It's not what I'm trying to, you know what I mean? Just kind of, like, meeting them where they're at and being, like, you may be sleepy, but we're still going to do music. So, let's do it from the floor today. And then they're going to be, like, the next time you might notice we're sitting up. So, like, I'm going to do that again. <laughs> so, I don't know. Just some ideas off the top of my head. Oh, Jennifer, I wanted you to unmute yourself and tell us about doing recorder during virtual teaching because I want to hear about this because, um, yeah, just tell us about it because like how the noise level and like how do you make sure everybody stays together and you're talking about doing breakout rooms. So tell us all the things. That's awesome. Well, what I do is I have them to stay muted um, and then individually they will play for me. And they do pretty well. Um, they actually like it. I do have a couple of students that said they lost their recorder, but uh, we just try to work on note reading at that point using the staff and the elements of music. And we did a fun, um, it was called Among Us. I got it from someone online had posted it um, and it was using the elements of music. And I had the kids um, go into a breakout room I assigned them to breakout rooms on Google Meet and they got together and because they know how to play Among Us, they were able to complete the game. So, so it was really nice. That's so fun. And that was uh, sixth grade. Okay. So, so what have, have you been doing recorders with third, fourth and fifth too? No, I've decided okay. I used to try to use recorders with younger grades and it just doesn't work. <laughs> For me, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. The kids, they, they don't seem to understand the concept of the, the note reading and the fingering. So I've had a hard time with that. And so I've started um, recorder in fifth grade instead of the younger grades. I used to try to do that, but it was really difficult for me. Yeah. Um, so what else have you been, are you virtually teaching right now? Full time. Yes. Okay. So what other ideas as we've been talking today, had, do you have for teaching virtually that have you've noticed has worked well for you that, or maybe any questions you have tonight too, for others as well? What also works for me is the rhythms. Like I create um, rhythm Google slides and I have the kids actually um, grab, I, I was working on like um, instruments, like classroom instruments. And I use um, the classroom instruments on music play. There's um, mm -hmm. on there, she has something called classroom instruments. Mm -hmm. And it's really neat. The kids really love that. And um, so we work on that. We talk about the classroom instruments. Um, I play them for them. I have them go to the site and play them as well. And we read rhythms. And then I was talking about doing home instruments. I had them go and get some things in the house. Uh, spoons and things like that, drums, and some kids even made their own instruments without That's me funny. asking them to do that. That's and awesome. uh, so they went and did that. And then when I would flash up the rhythms on the Google Slides, they would play that along with it. 
Uh, with the younger kids, we do keeping steady beat, so they would use their instruments that way. Um, before we went virtual, I had a chance to create these little instrument kit bags, and I sent them home with the kids, and they were able to use those at home, along with the recorders. That's how they were able to get that. So I don't know if we're going to go back or not. Mm -hmm. Where? What state are you at? I'm in Ohio. Ohio, okay. Yeah. Um, so how long did it take you? I've seen teachers talking about making the instrument kits, um, the instrument, is that what, instrument kits, is that what I'm trying to say? How long did that take you to do? Um, it took me about three hours. Three hours? <laughs> but, um, it was okay, because I was like, you know, um, I wanted them to have these, because I was afraid of them getting germs. I mean, I know you can disinfect them and everything, but I was just like, yeah. I'd rather be safe. So I passed those bags out to the kids and um, put their names on it. When we were hybrid, I would have them play them at school. And I would always mm -hmm. collect them. And then when we were going home, I just gave them the bags and then take them home. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, sounds like you're doing great. Do you have any questions while you're unmuted? Uh, no, but I do want to say I enjoyed that idea about the poems using that with the kids. And I think I'm going to try to use something like that with my students. Perfect. Well, let me know if you have any questions or if you want to reach out to Bryson after this call or anything. So awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's a great idea. Hi, Sharis. I'm glad you could join us. Um, Bryson, any, any ideas, anything else you want to share? Um, as I see if Sharis would like to unmute since she, no pressure, but you just came on the call. <laughs> Um, not that not much, uh, Jennifer. That, that sounds awesome. I love that you're the way that you're doing your recorder. That, I did that very similar at the end of last year when we still had recorders, um, keeping them muted. And then what I what I did is everyone's so like, all right, I need a leader. Someone's gonna unmute themselves, and everyone's gonna play with them. Um, so that way they're being the leader, but also you get to like assess them. You get to like hear what they're doing, mm. which is kind of nice. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, yeah. That's a great idea. I just love hearing different ideas of teachers thinking outside of the box and just like, it, it is just, like I said, I hate to say it this way, but trial and error, like this isn't work. Well, what else could I do? Or why did that not work? Was it the lesson or was it the students or was it that one class or was it the way I presented it? It's, it's always that way, even in person, you know, going back to the drawing board and be like, ah, what am I, you know, reevaluating everything. So Katie shared a link and then look in the chat box. Bryson shared a link to Darlene's um, Among Us activity, which is amazing. I saw that too. She's awesome too, you guys. Um, so Sharis, welcome. I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but do you have anything you want to ask questions around or share with us? I just, I, you know, I've been a Harmony member for a few months now and I, ah. I just, it's the first meeting I've come to. I'm sorry I'm late. I, I, no my worries. daughter's still up. I'm like, I'm just going to tune in with her on. Early. No, no worries. You're fine. Um, she, there she is. She oh. She's always late. Oh, hey, that's okay. That's the <laughs> story of my life. <laughs> it is the story of my life. But um, no, I'm just excited to have a new place, another a place to meet with other music teachers because I'm really kind of feeling dried up with ideas and you have such a wealth on your site but i, I haven't fully embraced it yet and mm -hmm. learned to navigate it and i just thought i'd just come and see what's going on and and maybe um you know help get some ideas and share ideas i i don't have a lot to share right now i'm feeling okay. better but i already love the idea bryson said that was yeah. a great idea have to have them lead and unmute because managing 
online is really tricky. I'm going back. Uh, I've been fully online right now and I'm going back next week. I'm supposed to go back um, to, um, it's a hybrid. I'm in, we're all in the building, but I'm only with like a couple pods at a time. And then I rotate through in a cycle. It's really complicated. And I'm only with the children for a short time in person and then back to everyone else remote. So I'm just sort of struggling with doing it through this forum because it's just not my thing. Mm -hmm. I like to be with them, yeah. you know, and I do theater arts, I create, you know, performing arts. So it's theater and music. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's some of both. And I've been trying to do, figuring out how to do skits and breakout rooms. And that's my newest, newest uh, venture. I'm feeling a little scared to try, but I think I'm going to try it on Thursday. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's me. Well, let us know nice how that goes. <laughs> Do you have any questions while you're unmuted about anything that with pertaining to teaching or anything, or as you go back, how to transition back? Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I would love to see those links that because I came in late, I see they're not in there, but any resources that you might want to reshare or. Can you see the chat box or do you only see what? You see I only after you joined. I came in, so there's. Oh, okay. I can reshare them. Yeah, I, um, that would be great. Because yeah, I mean, let me go and copy. This. I've I've been just like grabbing at resources here and there, and I feel like I'm I'm a little bit in a kerfuffle today. I was just like, what is my plan? Um, I hate to admit that, but I know that's kind of what this space is for. And I just, I'm at my daughter's bedroom. Oh, there we go. Oh, thank you guys. But, I just, um, I don't know. I, I feel a little bit in, in um, I felt a little in distress today, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So well, I let's just to learn. No, you're okay. So Bryson, I would love, let's touch on that because these feelings of overwhelm, <laughs> you admitted you had them today, right? Um, how about this? Raise your hand on screen if you have felt overwhelmed yesterday or today. <laughs> or stressed okay yeah. so there you go um i think just realizing that you're not alone first of all in feeling the way you're feeling you know as music teachers bryson you probably said this phrase a million times too you can feel like you're on your own little music teacher island and you're the only one feeling those way you know those feelings but how do you what do you do when you're feeling overwhelmed like how do you I don't want to say get past those feelings because they're always going to be there a little bit, but what are ways you move forward? So for me, I, so I keep, you keep, we keep hearing this phrase of, you know, we're building the plane as we're flying it, but like then we're music teachers. We're turning that plane into a submarine at the, at the same time. I heard someone say that. I'm like, yes. That's like, good, yeah. Like, because we're taking a plan that, you know, might work for someone else and we're trying to make it work for us, which usually, like you said, the schedule is usually awful. Um, but the, when it comes to those times where I feel overwhelmed, I, so on my very first day of teaching, I wrote on a little post-it note, uh, and I put, it's, it's been on my monitor ever since, but it says, you make a difference even on bad days. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, I think it's important for us to remember that even when we're having like the worst days of our life where we are about to walk out the door and never come back, there might be one kid that you just changed their life in a way that you will never know. And I think that's, it's, it's really powerful to remember that even on bad days, we are still making a difference. Um, and let's be honest, there's been a lot of bad days this year. Um, 
but we're still making a difference. That's what I keep telling myself because I think it's important for us to, for us to remember that, especially on those really, really rough days. Mm-hmm. That's so good. It's so good. Uh, and you hear self-care and I'd say the word, I say the phrase self-care, but, and I feel like it's gotten better, but back in the day, it was just like, take care of yourself. Make sure you eat a balanced meal, go for a walk, go get that pedicure. And you're like, wait, hold on. Can we do some realistic self-care? So it just, it is about taking care of yourself and that's going to look different every day. And it's about just like finding what works for you. And you know what, y'all, I mean, I think I posted this somewhere. It might've been on Instagram, but it's like, I literally hit a wall last week. Like nothing was majorly wrong with me. I'm not sure, you know, but it was literally like, I need a break. And I was just like, so I'm going to take a break. (laughs) I was like, who tells me I can't take a break? So I did. I like cleared my calendar. I had to email a couple of people and say, we're rescheduling some stuff. And I took a break. And you know what? I feel so much better. Like just, and I can't tell, you know, you can't just say, well, I'm not teaching today. That's not what I'm saying. But like, if you have something scheduled, like I'm, we're on a call right now, but if you have something scheduled or someone asks you to do something or they're like, you know, or you're like, oh, I just need to check social media or like my mom is waiting for a text message back from me about our, my son's meeting today. I have not had a chance to respond. And I used to let stuff like that make me feel guilty. Like, oh, I need to respond right away. Or I'm like not a good daughter or, you know, like stuff in your mind that plays tricks on you. But it's gotten to the point where it's like sometimes the way that I feel like to take care of myself is to say, yes, that's important, but it can wait. What do I need to do first? Well, I needed to eat dinner with my family. What else do I need to do? Well, I needed to have a call with Katie tonight. What else do I need to do? Well, you know, like, I think it's like prioritizing your time in and outside of school. And self-care is just like finding balance, like putting things on the calendar that need to be there and saying no to things that you can't do extra. Like, or you have text messages or emails or whatever else that it looks like. And that I feel like, along with relaxing, which is super important. I feel like just finding the balance you need, which it doesn't look like this. It's going to sometimes be like this and sometimes like, you know, um, I don't know. Those are just thoughts that just came in my head right now. I just wanted to be real with you guys. Like we all face it. It's, you know, like there's just sometimes days are going to be harder than other days. Um, but I love how you said that Bryson, just like say that again your most important, no, say it again. Cause I'm gonna you make it. a difference. There you go. Even on bad <laughs> days. It up. Yes. Cause it's so true. And it's remembering it's kind of cool. Cause in it, and it's hard when you're teaching virtually. And like Ashley said, sometimes kids will not show their face, but look for, always look for that one kid who, no matter what you do, you guys are probably already picturing this kid in your brain. Who's like this the whole time, even on screen. And they're just waiting, like, what's she going to do next? And then you have the one who's like twirling in their chair or whatever. But look for that one kid, the one that's like your, your cheerleader constantly in each class. Focus on that kid because they're the one who are going to keep you going and be like, man, well, they're really into this. So like, you know, but yeah, you really never know. There, you are planting a seed and I cannot tell you the number of emails I've gotten from kids that are like, you don't know this, but, and sometimes it's the one I'm like, what? <laughs> I never thought I'd hear from you again because <laughs> we are the ones that were like this every day but you don't know what seeds you're planting. You really, really, really don't. And so keeping that in mind is huge. 
Um, I think a little, a little practical thing is like Ashley was saying, she's having like, she's kind of combining lessons. Mm -hmm. So like if you have fourth and fifth grade, maybe have them do the same lesson just for you. You don't have to plan all these individual lessons because let's be honest, when you look at the standards, first and second grade or kindergarten, first grade are really similar. You know, like everything is, is pretty close. So if you can do something like that to make your life easier, do it. And another thing, the biggest piece of self-care that I've ever done, I I did at the beginning of this year, and I'm so mad at myself for never doing it before. Take your work email off of your phone. Mm -hmm. You don't need it on your phone. Take it off. That's good. Oh, boy. That's a concept. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, do you guys have, so Bryson, like, do you have your administrator or other teachers that email you at night? And are they expecting you to respond or are you just kind of like, I don't care. I'm not going to check it anyway. So I've, I'm a, I'm a work, a worker. <laughs> I'm, I tend to make myself projects, but I think it's important for, you know, like I might do like a little bit of lesson planning here and there at school, but like, or at, at home, but I'm not going to respond to emails. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to respond to class dojo messages. I'm not going to respond to Canvas messages. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm going to do that during work work hours because, you know, that's when, for, I mean, for a purely selfish thing, that's when they're paying me to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll get done. It'll get done. You know, it, honestly, in any, think about if you go, if you leave a message at your doctor's office, they're not going to call you back that day. You right. know, you have, you, you still have, like, as long as you're answering everything, as long as you're doing what you need to do, don't feel like you need to do it. All of a sudden, I will not answer my emails that at night and that might that, that might bother some people but you know what it doesn't bother me <laughs> oh well and that's that goes back to that it's okay to put yourself first and I've, I've heard I can't remember who said this but I heard someone say the opposite one time like no don't put yourself first like and they didn't say it that way but basically we're saying like you're here to serve you're here to put others you know and you are but you have to at some point get to the get you have to some point get to the point is that why i'm trying to say it where you're okay like you said like i'm not checking my email i'm setting boundaries on my life because i matter just as much as my students do you know like they need me during school hours and yes maybe there's a parent reaching out about something but is it crucial i get to it tonight or can that wait till tomorrow is it really going to matter in the scheme of things and so um yeah katie you cannot pour from an empty cup Jennifer, I'd need to t- try to take my email off my phone. Yes. Um, and Katie, yeah, she was saying that me and her just had that conversation. Um, Katie, you want to unmute and talk about that? Because Bryson, like you were saying, combining grade levels, we had a, we had a conversation about that tonight earlier about like, I said, I told her, and I mean, you guys know, sometimes I feel like I come across as harsh because I'm so blunt to a T, but I'm just going to say it. I feel like there's certain teachers who are the ones who plan K for second, third, fourth, fifth, and then if they teach sixth, and then there's some of here in the bucket where I've always been, where it's like, combine it sometimes, because that's okay. Because if you do the same thing with kinder first, you can do a little more with first. And Katie, what were you telling me earlier about even when you do, like you repeat a song with the upper mm-hmm. grade level you're doing it with, they are get so excited because they remember it, right? Like, Yeah. So especially like, so I'm a Quaver school and I'm not a school, I'm a person, but you know what I mean? We have Quaver <laughs> school. And so there's some of their stuff like that they put out that's their like specific material is really like poppy and catchy. And the kids love when things come back. Um, Five green and speckled frogs is the little kids jam, like to a point where I don't want to hear it anymore. They always ask, we can sing that song. Um, And 
But like I was telling her that I told my student teacher, I said, there is like zero shame in my game. I always plan first and second do the same thing. Second's just a little more advanced. And then, but because I also have a second grade class that's very heavy IEP that they kind of need it on that first grade level. And so it's a lot easier for me to do it with the first grade version with that class rather than planning a first and a second grade lesson and then a second grade lesson that's adapted for that class. Mm -hmm. It's just easier to kind of do it on the level that they need it. So I do, I only teach first through fifth. So I do first and second. Third is kind of the transition year. I feel like I can really push more concept learning and like really mastering those skills in third grade. And then fourth and fifth, I do more project-based learning. And so I kind of like to give like an easy version. That's not really the right word, but like a fourth grade version of the project and a fifth grade version that's a little more detailed, a little more like, okay, we need to develop research skills out of this. How do I do good and proper research um, in fifth grade? And so, yeah, I told my student teacher, I was like, if you want to play in your student teaching that way, that's fine. I have nothing against that at all. Um, so I kind of just glanced at what she sent me today, but I, Think that she's going to kind of roll that way because mm -hmm. that it's really overwhelming um to have to play in five or six lessons mm -hmm. for every week mm -hmm. like that that seems like a big task and that you know if you get to a point where you have enough material in your resource bank to do that then that's great but i'm still on the point where i'm like oh that looks cool and i told her too i like to um I have like all of my ideas and lessons and concepts that I like. And then every year I kind of change. I'm not the kind of person where I do the same thing. Like I don't have a book where I follow like, okay, on October 30th, we're going to do this. And on January 10th, we're going to do this. I just kind of, you know, whatever I feel like and whatever those kids in that class, when they mix up classes year to year, what works for that class this year might not I might have a different combination of kids next year that they like to do a lot more independent work. And so I kind of have to adapt for that. Mm -hmm. So I'm very much more like go with the flow in that element of mm -hmm. planning. Perfect. I kind of let, I let them tell me what they like, what they don't like. And then I plan how I get the concepts across based on their personalities. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, guys, we're almost out of time. And so Bryson, first of all, I want you to tell us any this is I mean like in two minutes ready no but first of all check out his podcast that music podcast because it's amazing and you have some episodes that just came out about exceptional learners and um, an episode on my podcast that was amazing as well but I want you to give it advice because I meant to talk about this tonight and just we just didn't yet but for teachers well, not for teachers, everybody deals with kids and works with kids is what I should say, with exceptional needs in different capacities, you know. And so what are some tips or tricks you can share about starting, like for those that are like new to teaching or don't really know what to do with adapting, what would you suggest to even just get started? First of all, I would just say, just presume competence. Just assume that they can do it. Because I think it's, it's, it's really easy to assume that they don't. And that it's, they, 
you know, they, they're not, they're never going to get better. They're never going to, that's not, that's not what I want to say. They're not going to grow if they don't have the opportunity to try things that are new. So, but I also think it's important to be vulnerable yourself because you're probably going to mess up. You're probably going to do things that are too easy. You're probably going to do things that are too hard. Uh, you're probably going to say the wrong thing. You're probably going to um, trigger a kid and they're going to throw something like, I mean, that it's going, it's going to happen. But I, if I would go, if I were to get boil it down is first, don't be an Island work with the IEP, work, work with their intervention specialist, get a copy of their IEP, work with their aides because those aides are with them like all day. So like they're super helpful too. Um, and just everyone is musical. You sometimes we just have to find a different way for them to show us. And I guess yeah. that's, that's kind of what comes to mind off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, no, that's perfect. I know that was the shortest answer. I'm sorry, y'all, I'm paying attention, but I'm linking to his stuff. And that's the next thing is he talks about this all the time. And it's such an amazing way that really breaks it down. That's really easy to digest. And you actually, I was just looking at your website, but why don't you just talk, talk about yourself, tell, tell everybody about yourself. And then, um, because I was looking and you do have resources for, did I see a free resource pop up? about yes uh go ahead and talk yeah yes so i'm gonna go ahead and oh, put this in the show in, in the link uh, yeah. but if you go to yeah, that music teacher.com slash exceptional learners um okay. i have a free guide oh that didn't turn into a link for some reason anyway i have a um a free guide on five ways to better serve students with exceptional learning needs um on top of that i also have a lot of podcast episodes that are that have to do with exceptional learners um so i have two that just came out in season two um and then so if you go to the, the beginning of season one and the beginning of season two um, that's where they're mostly um, um, what's it called concentrated but if you send me an email bryson at that music or dm me on instagram at that music teacher um, for wanting more resources i'll send some your way i know i also have some blog posts um, mm -hmm. about that as well if you go to the blog actually now um, i have some wonderful blog contributors that have been doing some wonderful blog posts about exceptional learners um, and there's a lot of really good information there so feel free to reach out to me ask me some questions ask me to send some resources and i'd love to be a resource as you um, deal with being a, a teacher during a global pandemic <laughs> right i mean because it's so easy and all um, <laughs> I'm trying, um, real quick before we go, I do want to share, and I'm going to include all these links in the show notes inside the Harmony Hub as well, you guys. So, cause some, you guys know the chat disappears. Here it is. He came on my podcast to talk about ex work, working with special learners in the music classroom. And I'm going to link that right now as well. Um, gosh, was that last year? Bryce? I don't know. That feels like so long ago. I was just thinking of that today. It's like even before COVID hit, before we even knew what was about to happen. Like, <laughs> just like, you know, when life was, you go, do you guys have those time hot pictures that just pop up of like the week before everything went down <laughs> and you're like, we have no mask on. Why do we not? Oh, wait, we didn't have to wear them. That happened to me the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh, we were at Dave and Buster's just hanging out. And I went, why are we, why are we around so many people? I'm like, oh yeah, that was the week after. Okay. Here we are almost a year later. It's okay. Strange. It's very yeah. strange. Yeah, it is. It is strange. And what's hard is just like, there's never an end point to it. It's like, are we ever going to be over this? You know, and when it just started, everybody was like, oh, two weeks, three weeks a month. No, no, definitely not. 
Well, Bryson, thank you so much. Thank you everybody for coming. Any closing remarks, Bryson, advice, or anywhere else you want to send people to find you or connect with you, I would love for you to share that. Again, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or send me an email, but I, I just want to close it out by reminding you that you make a difference even on a bad day. Mm, perfect. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. If you want to continue this conversation, reach out to him, make sure he is such a, like, what am I trying to say here? I always butcher phrases, but wealth of knowledge. Is that what I'm trying to get out? He's just an amazing resource to lean on and um, would love to help you any way he can. So you guys make sure to connect with him and thank you so much for coming. I know you guys are so tired after school and you're ready to just go get in your jammies and relax. Um, or maybe that's just me, but you guys, um, I'll see you guys soon and make sure you check the harmony calendar for what's coming up in the coming weeks. We've got some good stuff coming. So I'll be in contact with you as well through email. So have a great night, you guys. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Bryson. Bye. Thanks for having me, Jessica. Bye, everyone. Bye.